You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast. Welcome back to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm so glad that you're listening in today. If you are listening in on um, Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe to the show and rate the show for me and follow me and my journey on social media at Bryn Moves. Today, I had the opportunity and the blessing um, to interview uh, London Parentes, who is a professional athlete and American professional basketball player for the Austin Spurs NBA G League. Um, and I am just this this episode is incredible. So please don't forget to share with a friend or someone who needs to hear this. We talk a lot about confidence, about making sacrifices to get to the top, about being present. And in London says, be where your feet are. And there's so many special nuggets in the show that will help push you forward to reach your goals, that will give you that inspiration and that motivation to be great, to go to the top. And he's just such a humble guy. So listen in. Listen through all the way to the end, and don't forget to subscribe. Hi, friends. It's your host, Bryn. Welcome to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm a certified yoga instructor, professional dancer, and wellness entrepreneur. I'm on a serious but super fun mission to inspire and empower lives. We're here to chat about wellness and fitness, as well as some tools for shifting your mindset so you can live your best. I hope you feel motivated to dive into your own unique and powerful wellness journey after listening in. So whether you're in your car, at home in bed, food prepping, or putting on your makeup, turn up the volume and tune in for some serious motivation and inspiration. You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm here today with a really special guest that I'm super excited to have on here, um, professional basketball um, player and athlete, London Parentes. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. I know you guys didn't hear him say this because we weren't recording yet, but he's like, I have free time in this bubble right now. <laughs> so- yeah, a lot of it. I have a lot of it right now. Yeah, I'm so glad that you could jump on and do this. So, um, London, just start by sharing like who you are and um, what you do and who you're playing for. So exciting! Congratulations! Yeah. And um, and just a little of your story of like um, your basketball journey and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, London Princess from Santa Monica, California. Um, went to high school in Encino. Grew up in the LA area for. As long as I can remember, family still live there. Um, I have three younger brothers, um, all athletes. One just actually quit playing sports. He's an engineer now at George Washington. Uh, so he got all the smarts in the family while the others are still trying to figure it out. But um, <laughs> it, it, he's, he's, uh, he kind of looks at us like we're, we're not the same part, same family because of how smart he is and things like that. So it's, it's, uh, he's, uh, he's funny. He's a comedian. Oh, but, are you like, are you like, bro, look at the skills I've got though? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of, we kind of know that we have limitations uh, in, in different aspects that, Maybe he can do that. I can't. So, um, but no, I have three younger brothers. Um, so that just kind of made me become a role model from whenever my the second one was born, and it's kind of been that ever since then. And the youngest one is what thirteen now. So there's a big age difference between me, twenty six, and thirteen. So 
um, yeah, just kind of, that's just kind of like how I've been was brought up, just always kind of being a role model for my younger brothers and things like that. And just always kind of having that, not, I wouldn't say microscope, but all everything that I did was being watched by my younger brothers. And so that's just kind of how I was, I grew up and yeah. um, it's kind of wanting to set that example for everybody and for all of them so that they can be uh, going in the right path. So, um, but yeah, just kind of, been playing basketball all my life. Uh, I think my dad was my first coach in a YMCA in Westchester. Um, I think maybe like four or five years old. And just kind of been playing all types of sports up until high school, basketball, football, baseball. And then in high school, I kind of just wanted to focus on what I what I loved the most, and that was basketball. And uh, so I stopped playing both of the other sports and just kind of was putting up my 100% into basketball and uh, wanted to see where that would take me. And I, my, my main goal was to get a full ride, a full scholarship to college so that my parents weren't having to break their back and bend over backwards to, to kind of send me there and, and to get that opportunity. So um, growing up, that was just my main goal was to kind of do that for myself, obviously, because I love the game. But more so for my parents and kind of trying to make it easier on them. Um, and just in case my brothers didn't play, the, didn't go the sports route, which one of them didn't. So uh, kind of make it easier on them. So they didn't have to worry too much about me, but um, yeah, so I just kind of, I got to high school, started taking it more serious and um, then college recruiting started coming around like my junior year, senior year. And um it, I picked between three schools. I ended up going to Virginia University of Virginia, uh, which is a everybody still asks me to this day how I ended up so far across the country, and um, and I, it was really one of my only options coming out of high school. Arizona State and Illinois were other were my, were my top three, um, and I took a visit to Virginia first, and kind of just fell in love with the coach and, and the school and um, kind of just felt like that's where I needed to be. And uh, so I didn't even take any other visits to any other schools and just kind of just locked it in as soon as I got there. So, um, and it all worked out perfectly uh, as our, our connection, I was able to meet my girlfriend there who grew up in LA and which super small world and just how we met at, in Virginia and never came across each other in Los Angeles. So well, how um, is that? that's so funny. I know it, but that just shows how big LA is though. Los Angeles is huge. And I, 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 we, we had one person, we had one person that we knew um, through bat. I knew him through basketball and she knew him through school. So um, yeah, that was, that it was, it kind of felt like it was where I needed to be going into it and it ended up working out well. My four years were as amazing and basketball wise, school wise, and just kind of being able to open my eyes to a different, something new. I didn't want to stay in, in LA and kind of wanted to witness maybe the four seasons, something that you don't really get in LA and kind of living in snow and in the fall and the spring and stuff like that. So um, that was always kind of my one of my things that I wanted to do was to be able to go and experience something else. And Virginia gave me that option and, and that opportunity. And so I ended up doing that. I uh, went there for four years and then I graduated. And then after I played, I did not get drafted in the NBA draft, which happens after I graduated in uh, Virginia. But I ended up playing uh for the cleveland cavaliers on a two-way contract 
uh, my first year. And so uh, playing with LeBron James in his last year in, in Cleveland was uh, unreal and a great experience, something that, uh, I mean, I can just cherish forever. There's so many pictures and things and memories and stuff like that that I'll just be able to keep talking about with my kids and with my brothers and family members and friends and stuff like that. Ooh, so, I, just yeah. got I just got the yeah, I know. So it's presence of like a, such a incredible athlete and you get that straight out of college. Like I'm thinking about because, you know, I'm a professional dancer, as, at, you know, like Lauren and it's like. I'm just thinking of those experiences where all of a sudden you're thrown in with like the people who you looked up to and what a, you're right. You just have to soak it in and like that stuff's going to stay with you forever and ever. Yeah. I think, I I don't know for you, but I think it, for me, it was kind of hard to, once I got there to finally be like, all right, like these are my peers, you know, and because you're, you looked up to them for your, however long he's been in the NBA and things like that. So it w- I think it took me a little while to get into that mode of like, all right, like now it's not like I'm just sitting back on the, t- on the couch watching them on television. Like I'm here now. And like, so just trying to get into that mindset of like, okay, these are like, we're, we're, this is my peer. So like looking at it like that. So that, that, I think that was something that I, I need, I had to kind of figure out quick and fast and uh, which is, I mean, obviously a good problem to have. So, um it it, that that was an awesome experience um so i did that for that my rookie year and then i went overseas uh to play in france um my second year which was another all crazy awesome experience just not living out of the country ever obviously and then having to do that kind of on my own which was um had its ups and downs like anything would and um, but it was an awesome experience. We got to do a lot of traveling, um, and then kind of just got to learn a different culture and, and kind of, it just made me cherish being home a lot more and things like that, having family around. And that was my first time kind of living on my own and stuff. And cause you know, in college I had a dorm, I had a, a dorm mate my freshman year, we lived in one room. So like going from that to now living thousands of miles away on your own, you, you kind of, uh, learn how to be alone and, and kind of enjoy that and but also got to enjoy uh another culture so that was all that was that was awesome that was a another experience that i can cherish forever you know and kind of just show my kids or show my brothers and things like that got to get my family to come out there and visit and we spent new year's in paris and in italy and things like that so it's kind of that kind of opened it up for my family to come out there and, 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 and enjoy that. And my brothers had never been out, out of the country. So that was a, a big thing for them. And again, that goes back to that role model thing. And just being able to have that and to be able to do that for them was, was awesome. I think that was probably one of the better parts of that year. Um, just being able to have them out there and enjoy that with them. So. How cool is it that your um, basketball experiences, like what I see, like, that keeps happening in your journey and your timeline and story is that your, your basketball career and your love for the game has also given you the, these opportunities that you wouldn't get otherwise that kind of don't have anything to do with basketball, yeah. like experiencing the snow and the four seasons and living somewhere different, meeting a partner, like bringing your family out to travel with you and showing your family places in the world that they might never have gotten to see otherwise. Like 
how cool is that that your your sport and your love and like the game that you play all yeah. opened up these incredible opportunities for not just you but for your family and what's cool about that is like the success that we find like it's cool for ourselves right like it's cool for you and then what is even cooler is when you get to oh, yeah. the people that you love in it when you're like, for sure i get to do this for you it just takes it to like a whole new level and gives more purpose and more meaning to our journey and what we're doing besides like i want to do this but it's like when yeah. i here and when you go up and you rise up like what is that saying a rising tide lifts all boats you know like you're like i'm gonna take you guys with me i'm bringing mm -hmm. people with me to rise up too so it's just like yeah. so special no that's always the best part is i mean you you can always do stuff alone but it's that's never gonna be as fun as when you bring your your close circle or your friends and family with you and, and to be able to enjoy those experiences together so um, yeah, I mean, family is my number one thing. Um, and so just being able to, to do, th obviously being out there alone was something that I had to do and things like that. I couldn't have my family out there living out there without, with me the whole year. But when those little times came where my mom and, or Lauren came out there and things like that, it just got, obviously makes it better. It just brings, brings some of that family into it and, and things like that. But we always talk about how crazy it is that a little orange ball can bring all this stuff to our family and, and like give us all these opportunities and, and things like that. So when you look at it like that, it's kind of crazy. So um, a little orange ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little orange ball gives us a lot of opportunities. So, uh, but it's it like it's been like that for as long as I can remember. Just even growing up playing travel AU basketball we, we used to travel to what las vegas and uh, different places in the states hawaii i went to to play basketball different things like that and so i, I mean I, i've been blessed with the ability to play this game at a high level and um again like you said it's, it's always great to have your family there with you and kind of bring them with you and enjoy that with them so Yes. So share what you're doing now for everyone who is listening that might not be keeping up with your journey or know exactly who you are. Yeah. Um, you're in a little, you're in a little bubble. Um, yeah, a tiny one. <laughs> COVID, COVID times. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Again, it's probably similar. Maybe some of the same stuff's coming up from when you, you know, moved to France by yourself, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some similarities here in that sure. for this time, but share with us what you're doing now. Yeah. So I'm, right now I'm in Orlando at uh, a sectioned off part of Walt Disney world. Uh, we, they kind of sectioned off one resort of uh, the park and we're, uh, I think there's like 17 different t teams here. It's the NBA G league. Um, and so there, we have a very short, uh, period of time where we have some games. I think it might be might have been like a month or so that we're here just playing a certain amount of games um, just for kind of exposure and um, things like that. And so I'm playing with the Austin Spurs, which is the San Antonio Spurs G League team. Um, but I wouldn't say, I mean, uh, although we do have to be alone and things like that, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily compare it to France just because uh mostly everybody here speaks english so that even oh, that is so even that in itself makes it that, that much like better, there's so. no cultural or language barrier happening yeah exactly exactly so you get to just focus on the basketball aspect obviously 
um, not having your family here and things like that. But then we got a, a lot of people have made sacrifices in these weird times and, and things like that. And it, it kind of just makes us uh, grateful for the, how easy it was before it is. I, sometimes I sit here and I'm like, look at all the stuff that we have to do to play basketball now. When back in the day, we could have just walked into a gym, any gym, and just like kind of got out there and played. So it just kind of puts it in perspective, you know, just uh, we, we, we were so blessed to be able to be in that position and hopefully we can get back to it. Um, but we still have the opportunity to play. And so we, we can't be too mad at that. So, yeah, well, that's incredible. Well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. And uh, yeah, what you're doing is amazing. And, and I love your story. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit because there's a word that you said and it's mindset. And that's one of my favorite things to talk about on this show. Mm-hmm. I think mindset, which, you know, can, um, can change our entire life and make or break, you know, opportunities for us in situations and um, can determine our success in anything that we're doing. Like, I think mindset is like one of the biggest factors in whether you're going to be successful in reaching your goals or not. Um, And, you know, I heard you say that when you moved to France, there was a shift of the mindset that, um, you know, playing um, with the G League, like there's a shift of the mindset when you when you um, first came out of school and you said I was playing with um, LeBron and there was a shift of the mindset I had to make to like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm at this level and I need to bring, like my body is physically here on the court with these people. Now I'm not watching from the, I'm not watching from the couch. I am one of the athletes on the court. Yeah. Um, and there was like this shift of the mind that you had to make to bring yourself into that space. Um, you know, one of the things I always say is be mentally where you are physically be mm-hmm. mentally where you are physically and I think like if you don't do that as an athlete um and mover like you're screwed right like yeah. not, you have to have the mindset so can you share a little bit more about those mindset shifts like you know maybe more specifically whichever one feels the most like closest to your heart I know you were talking about about LeBron earlier maybe mm-hmm. like what are some of the the things you had to say to yourself or the shifts in your mind you had to make in order to play at that level yeah. and confident playing at that level, like knowing mm-hmm. where you're now your teammates. Yeah. I mean, grow, well, coming out of college, our coach was a big uh, advocate for be where your feet are, which is something similar to what you just said. So like, um, yeah, be where your feet are. And so that just kind of, it's kind of just make sure that you're not thinking about other things and they're not looking forward and kind of just take every, every day being, be grateful for it. And you never know what's going to happen in the next day. So you might as well just be a hundred percent where you are right now. So um, it's, I've always had that. I've, I mean, I've kind of was ingrained that in college and kind of just helped me not have to make too much of a shift, but also when it comes down to, um different things like playing in my rookie year and kind of a lot of that comes with being comfortable I mean kind of just getting more experience and things like that it's not changing your mindset it's not always easy and and it's hard it's a lot of hard things you have to do maybe you have to do stuff outside of your your craft to kind of like mentally sharpen up and things like that and and kind of just help yourself so I mean, I, I, our, my coach in college definitely ingrained that in me and in that saying. Um, but it's 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 tough. It's definitely tough, especially in a setting like where I'm in now and being in a bubble and then 
but there's a lot of stuff going on around in terms of like in the world and in the country and things like that. And so for me as a family per- first person, it, it's kind of hard being away from people when earlier in the, well, let's say earlier in the pandemic, if I was to have to do this bubble, it'd probably be a lot harder on me because of how crazy it was and, and leaving my family and not wanting to do that and things like that. So a lot of it is kind of, Again, I, I'm one of my favorite things to say is when my coach said is being where your feet, are, being where your feet are, and and kind of just knowing that whatever you, whatever you're doing right now, you got to give it your 100, uh, percent regardless of what the outcome is and things like that. But just do what you're doing now, and then let let the rest, let the chips fall where they may in the next couple of days or whatever. But you got to just do whatever you can and right now. So mm, I love that so much. That that's good. I wrote it down. Be where your feet are. I really like London that you just said, um, like whatever you're doing right now, just give it a hundred percent. Cause I think there's a lot of times where, um, we have, uh, we have these tugs on our hearts in different directions, right? Like you said, um, being a family guy and I believe in the whole like both and thing, right? You can be a successful professional athlete um, and a superstar and like love and care for a family and grow into that as well, right? Not just your your parents and your siblings, but, you know, moving forward in the future, having your own, you know, family and things like that and still be an incredible um, athlete and show up on the court fully and then also be able to show up fully for the people that you care about in your life. And I, I'm just a big believer in that both and. And so I like how you kind of said it's about, you know, it's about being present and being, um, you know, just being present and enjoying not missing the moments of what you're doing right now because your head or else you're thinking about what, you know, what else there is or what else there could be, but that you're like, well, this is where I'm at today. And, and, you know, giving it your, your 100%. Like, I think that's what really differentiates. Would you say that's what kind of differentiates between a high level um, person like yourself and, and someone else who maybe wants to be there. And they're like, well, why can't I be there? And it's like, are you giving the things that you're doing a hundred percent? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of that comes with, with being, giving your hundred percent. And then a lot, I know a lot of times you have to have your stars aligned with, with something that not everything falls in the right place for you. And, and I don't know if you can attest to this for maybe like you might've killed or you might've killed your audition or gave a hundred percent your audition. You still don't get that part and things like that. So again, you can't focus on the, the, the future because you don't know what's coming. So you might as well just give your hundred percent to right now and, again, see what happens after that. So, yeah. But you know, when you say that about the audition, um, I always feel better when I know that I crushed it. Yeah. Regardless of what happens with anything, right. With anything Mm -hmm. that overlaps in everything in life. Like if you know that you brought your best, if you did your best, even with a business goal or, you know, whatever, if I'm like, I know I showed up fully, I know I gave it my all. I know I was focused. I know I did my best and I brought my best, then it's up to God, the universe, the, exactly. whatever it's out of my hands. Um, but when we can't say that we did our best, that's when you're bummed. Right. So yeah. if we know that we're showing up fully and we're bringing a hundred in the spaces where we want to grow, then 
the outcome we can sort of detach ourselves from. Um, I pulled a card from Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back like deck, just these little like cards that kind of have these um, daily like affirmations or mantras on them. Uh-huh. And obstacles are detours in the right direction. Obstacles are detours in the right direction. And it kind of gives you that positive mindset around, well, you know, some of it, like you said, is out of our control, out of our hands. But if we know that we're showing up, then we can kind of look at those obstacles as a way to take us in another direction and then give our all there and just kind of keep, keep being present and going. Exactly. Love exactly. That. Um, so what would you say? Um, one of my first episodes I did was with another fitness professional, um, Shantani Moore, that I that I teach and work with. And we talked about physically challenging your body and how that mentally affects us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to hear because you're an athlete, obviously outside of your actual sport, um, you're doing a lot of training and you even said, you know, sometimes I'm sharpening skills that aren't just like, you know, playing basketball, but that are outside of what you do to kind of get your mind right and get your head right and get your body right. So yeah, when it comes to challenging your body physically, like what are some of the things that you're doing outside and like what, where does that put your head? Like in the moments where you know that you're going to have to really bring it on the court, what do you kind of do to prepare yourself knowing that like, I'm going to have to challenge my body really physically. Yeah. Put me in this space. Yeah. I mean, re- obviously during the summer you, you do your working out and get into the gym. What is that? What are your lifting weights? yoga, stretching, things like that. You're kind of just preparing yourself for the gauntlet when terms of when the season comes in. Because you know when it's in the season, especially for us right now, we get, we play two back-to-back games and then we have a day off and then a game, then a day off and then two back-to-back games. And like that's our that's our schedule throughout the throughout this period right now. So, um, a lot of the times your prep is kind of going to hold hold you through the whole season in terms because you're not going to be wanting to do too much lifting in terms of uh, trying to get your body. Your body is not going to be able to sustain that um, in in the season when you got to lift hard and play the games and things like that. So um, a lot of it right in in the midst of the season is kind of just a lot of maintenance in terms of uh, whether that's either getting your mind right. Um, I do a, a little bit of meditating here and there, just to try and keep my mental clear and things like that. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of it just comes down to prepping yourselves for, like I said, the gauntlet, which is our season. Um, and I know a lot, a lot of times in the summer, I like to push myself to a point where uh, I am hurting and things like that. So that when I do get into this, into the time where I need to perform that it's not much that I haven't put myself into already that I'm not prepared for, um, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I there's a lot of things that I kind of like to do, whether that's stretching and doing some yoga, having Lolo put me through some yoga classes when, when she gets some free time and things like that. So, um, yeah, just kind of uh, those good flows. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She, she's, uh, she's helped a lot, especially during the quarantine when, when the gym wasn't open and, and she was kind of just putting, we were kind of doing those together. So that was a lot of fun, but, um, 
Yeah, I know. During the, during the year, it's a lot of just maintenance and wanting to keep your body in, in tip-top shape without burning it out because you're going to be giving a lot of your energy and time to into games and things like that. So, But there's a lot of things, but, I mean, sharpening your mind, like we talked about earlier in, in terms of reading and doing some meditating and just trying to make every make everything as clear as possible so that when you do get out in the game that you're um, just ready to play, whether your body is hurting or not. Um, at least your mind is still into it and it's clear. So, mm, yeah, it's like mind over matter. Like, yeah, your body's gonna hurt. You know. Yeah, exactly. I think um, it's so cool that you are so versatile in your movement, and I like how you said that you get in there and do things that kind of make you hurt a little bit or that push you a little past your edge. Because you know, we always say if you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Constant game of test. That exact thing I was saying, testing your body physically and pushing yourself just another, you know, degree further, right? Just another inch, just another set, just another rep, like whatever, just to each time go a little past our comfort zone or a little past what we think we can do. And that's where the mindset comes in, right? And then, and then if you keep doing that, one day, I'm sure you looked back and you were like, holy cow look where I was and look where I am now, right? Like maybe yeah, for sure. notice that. But like now I'm sure you can sit here with what you're doing right now and look back at your, you know, year in France or whatever and be like, oh my gosh, I've refined and sharpened and tuned in on my skills and honed in so much more just by always um taking those off seasons to be like, this isn't you know, it's a break in one sense, but it's also like your training time and your time to, um, you know, hone in and sharpen those skills and people who are successful, people who, who make shit happen. Like that's what you do. You have to go in and always be doing just a little bit more than the Mm -hmm. other person and just a little bit more than yourself the time before. Um, if we always do the same thing, like our body gets used to it. And then, um, it, it just, it doesn't, it's not effective any longer and we're yeah. the same or jogging in place. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, I love that idea of just kind of making yourself sore. Like, you know, some people say, Oh, I'm going to be sore tomorrow. And I always say, that's great. Yeah, that's that's what, you what you want. Work today. Like exactly. That means your body is literally and physically like changing in this moment and you are getting stronger. You are becoming different and, and, you know, I kind of always make it a goal and maybe you can relate to this to become unrecognizable to myself. Like next year, I want to be like, who's that girl? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. That may, And then you can look back on it. I mean, it's hard. I know that's what something that I kind of need to work on is kind of like taking some time and like looking back at like how far you've come. And you're so, so caught up in the moment, like you are be where your feet are and things like that. But it is also the good to kind of look back and to see like, kind of just admire what you've done and I mean, how far you've come and things like that. And that's something that I need to work on because I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I'm always trying to push myself to new, to newer heights and things like that. But I also kind of need to sit back and look and, and kind of just applaud myself and admire like what I have been through and what I have done and things like that. And that's always something good and it's always something positive more often than not. So um, yeah, it's, that's something that people should also also work on as well. So. Yeah, I like that. You know, sometimes we have to catch ourselves because I'm the same way. And 
finding where does our perfectionism serve us. Exactly. Not even always perfectionism for me, but also just, um, yeah, that intensity and that energy, like where does it serve us? And then where can we take those moments? They're not long moments, right? But can we take those short moments to also look back and go, okay, I've come this far and use that as inspiration and motivation for others and um, for ourselves to go, okay, if I've done this, then why can't I do that? That next thing that I'm going for. And so oftentimes when I'm going for like a big, big goal, big vision, right? Um, Sometimes I like to look back and to get my mind right. I'm like, oh yeah, remember when I was here and I did all this? Like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, Um, so I love for you to share like, just, I just want to hear from like the depths of who you are, like what, what are uh, like one or two of the biggest challenges that you've ever faced um, in your basketball career, aside from the surface things um, like moving to a, you know, new country and, and that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, what are some of the deepest maybe challenges in your heart or your head that you've had to overcome Um you know, during, during your time playing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I still, I think one of the toughest things is kind of self-confidence and, and for, I think it's for a lot of people and, and just kind of whether that you have confidence and then maybe something might shift a little bit and then now you're kind of overthinking and things like that. And when I was overseas, it kind of, a lot of things snowballed for me because I was alone and I didn't, I wasn't out there with people that I grew up with and having people to sit there and talk to and kind of talk through what I've been going through. So being a, a lot of my probably deepest problem, not want to say problems, but stuff that I had went through the most was coming from overseas just because of that mental side of it. And, and, kind of being in my own head too much because I didn't have anybody else to kind of let off my feelings towards and things like that. So, um, yeah, one thing for me is I just confidence and, um, kind of, which is when I started to pick up books and started to meditate and do different things like that so that I can work on my mental, um, when I don't have the opportunity to talk to someone or be around people that I love and things like that to be able to find ways on my own to be able to get through that. Um, and and I, I feel like that when I went over, when I went overseas, I feel like I grew into myself and I learned the most about myself because I had all that free time. And it was, there, there was times where it was tough. Like I played for two teams my first year in France. Um, I had a little bit of a falling out with the first one, um, which, I I still to this day don't really necessarily know why or how it happened, but because of the profession that I'm uh, the profession that I'm in, I had to just deal with the punches and kind of just move on through that. Um, and that was probably my first time going through something negative, basketball wise. I felt like my I mean, obviously I had my negatives here and there, but that was kind of my probably my deepest and and, and darkest was because I was out there alone doing doing yeah. something new living in a completely new place and things like that but i feel like that also kind of made me grow um and made me learn about myself and 
And looking back at it, I wouldn't change it. What I would change maybe how I acted in it or be more prepared for it. But that just made me who I am today and and kind of stepping stool for what came next and things like that. And and just help me learn about myself, something that I didn't necessarily think I did in college. In college, there's so much stuff going on and so much you want to be a part of and just kind of be like kind of having fun and college was a fun time and I had some some struggling times too but when you're in overseas and, and going through going through it you definitely learn you de- I definitely learned about myself and, and I like I said I wouldn't change that for the world and kind of just made me who I am today so yeah it's cool how our our challenges some of our most challenging moments that we face in our life are actually the ones that teach us the biggest lessons that give us the most um information about who we are and who we want to be right Mm -hmm. like as you know as like you said maybe I would go back and in hindsight we can always you know vision's always 2020 right we're always like oh I would could have said this or done this but it's always just about refining that and checking in with what energy am I putting out into the world what um what words am I speaking? You know, um, my coach always says like the words that come out of our mouth are either daggers or they're roses. You know, how are you putting it out there? How are you putting yourself out there? And, um, and yeah, some of those most challenging, those challenging moments, although in the moment you're like, why is this happening to me? And like, what the hell is going on? Um, and it can feel confusing and hard and you, you probably, you know, in moments felt defeated or whatever. It's like, Later, you're able to look back and reflect on those moments and and know that you grew from it. Like we have to take those moments that that almost break us, power through them, and then use them to to fuel us um, for our future and for our goals and to keep pushing towards our our bigger vision. Um, yeah, that's it's like those moments that challenge us are actually a blessing because I look at it as you asked for this from God, right? Like you asked, I tell my boyfriend this all the time too. Like you declared that you wanted to do this, right? Like you're like, I'm, I'm going to the league. Right. And you declare that you're doing something. And it's like, how many basketball players are there and how many get to go to the league? Right. Or get to play professionally overseas, even that, you know what I mean? It's like, and so you declare this giant vision and goal And then I think what happens is God, the universe, whatever like higher thing you believe in, like starts to clear the path for us. And sometimes that looks really crazy, like literally like a bulldozer. And you're like, why why is everything happening? Like, why is this happening? And things seem bad in the moment or things seem destructive in the moment. And then later you look back and you're like, oh, I get it. Like, I learned something from that that was preparing me for this. Like if I don't have this mindset, or I don't have these strengths or I don't have these tools, I can't be here. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to handle this, which is where I was headed. So it's kind of like a sneaky, weird way that God's giving us our, um, you know, preparing us and giving us our tools <laughs> that we need, yeah. uh, filling our tool belt for like the the future that's coming for us. Exactly. We learn from your experiences, everything. And that was something that I've learned is that um, I kind of try to look at everything with a silver lining. I mean, you might, it might not have been what you wanted right then and there, but maybe something down the road had come up from it um, that you've learned from in the past. So I 
talk to tell Lolo all the time. She'll get frustrated over something and then just be like, look, just gotta look at the silver lining of it. I mean, might not be what you want now, but we'll see in a couple of days if something else pops up for you and it's something that you can learn from it. So Yeah, that's so true. I love that. We learned that in yoga too, right? Like just that idea of contentment and the silver lining. And it doesn't mean that we can't recognize the bad. I'm all about being like, this sucks. And (laughs) yeah, exactly. I can take from it, you know, like find something to take from it, acknowledge that it's that you think it sucks. And then like, you know, like you said, um, look back and give yourself some space in a couple of days, a couple years or whatever. You might be like, Oh Yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today if that if that didn't happen to me. I didn't have those experiences. So something that seems negative in the moment ends up bringing light and, and positivity later. And, you know, that's why I like to remind myself and encourage others, like, let's try not to label the stuff that's happening for us. And there is no good or bad. It just is. You know, it just is. Um, so I know that we have to wrap up soon, but um, I just want to know about your your daily routine, like for an athlete at the level that you're at, um, what are some of the things, whether they're big or small? So for example, like as a, um, you know, successful business woman, I, I have a habit of having a really great morning routine. It's not exactly the same. It's not super rigid. I'm trying to step more into my femininity and make it less rigid so I can like find my flow in the morning. Um, um, but I have specific things I do each day to really get my mind right, prepare myself and like little things, like even I make the bed every single day. I read once that super successful, like highly successful, highly functioning people make their bed every day. And I was like, well, if they do that, and I want to be that, then I'm going to start making my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A highly successful person as well. So mm. what are um, what are some of the like big or really small things that you do just every day that maybe to you seem really normal, but someone else listening might be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to try that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would... I wouldn't say I don't. It kind of depends on the day for me. I don't necessarily have a, a strict daily routine um, just because of our days are so different each and every day. Um, but I mean, it, it just comes from maybe something small. I mean, something small is just I like to talk to my parents every single day just to kind of it's kind of like a grounding thing and just kind of talking to your loved ones is something that I, I like to do. And I recently I've been trying to meditate every single day just to kind of, I, I feel like when I do do that, I feel a lot better. Not that I feel bad going into it, but I do feel like I have some stress relieved off my shoulders and just kind of feel like I have an open mind and just, and kind of wanting to do that. But that also comes with, if I have time, because I also am a huge sleeper. Like I, with my profession, I feel like I need to have, a certain amount of time that I had that I had slept for, um, or my day is going to go not, not the way that I want it to. Um, so, I would definitely say that I've been trying to get more into the daily meditation, um, along with that goes with kind of just making my body relax and then kind of making sure that I'm in the tip top shape that I can't be for the rest of the day. Um, I know that's, I know I'm slack on it here and there, but it's something that I, I do feel like helps me, um, that I, when I do have the time that I like to do a lot of, so. Yeah, I love that. I think meditation is so good and it is a more masculine practice and, and structured. Um, 
And there's a lot of days where I meditate too. Lately, I haven't been because it hasn't felt like my thing lately. Um, which yeah. is but <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with stuff like that. If it, if you don't like it, it's, it's if you're forcing it, then you might not get the same out of it. And so it's like you gotta, you gotta feel, you gotta feel when it's right and when you want to do it. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, totally. Like sometimes you have to be disciplined, and then other times you start to recognize when it feels forced, and you're like, yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. It's not like yeah, you don't get the same out of it. So lately, I've been doing like just moving my body freely and dancing, and like you know just. Today I turned on some music and just literally rolled around on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> my Instagram for the video. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I love that you that you talk to your parents. That probably helps you feel really grounded and connected, even though you're far away. Just being able to fill them in, and they probably love it too. And then your siblings, um, I'm sure, like really appreciate that too. And then you know, connect with your parents, and it's nice to know heard from you and like they're yeah, exactly. in mind like you said just being focusing on always being a role model for them and for other youth and and stuff too and you know your future your future children and all of that down the road so that's really that's really special and then you know the meditating thing it's like just having that moment of quiet time even if it's three minutes or five mm-hmm. minutes sometimes can just help you remember your why and just get focused in on your body and on yourself and like kind of like, like pull it all back in, you know, pull all your muscles back in and get, you know, get tuned in. So I love that. Um, um, earlier in, in our chat, you had mentioned the word sacrifices and that word always stands out to me because I talk about that a lot in business. Um, and, and, you know, obviously for athletes or anyone who, like to be great, to be great, like actually great. Like, you know how people always say, oh, it's kind of, it's lonely at the top. Like there's a reason mm-hmm. people say that, right? To be great, um, we do make sacrifices. Um, so I actually found a new word lately for sacrifice, which is exchanges. Because, um, you know, in order to be great, um, in order to be on the top, um, we do have to make those sacrifices. We do have to give up certain things in order to go where we're going. We can't do everything, right? In order to give 100% somewhere or even 95% somewhere, that means there's only 5% for this other thing at that time or, you know, so it's about you know, people say, oh, it's about balance. And I don't think being great is about balance at all. There is no balance in being great. You can't be great and have balance, right? You can juggle. You got to juggle. You got to juggle everything. Yeah. You're juggling things. You're, you're making sacrifices or what I like to say, exchanges. Um, and yeah. And that way it's more of like a choice, right? You're like your sacrifice. That word to me sounds like I'm suffering. Like it's so bad. And I think it's is like I'm choosing to not put my energy here and and move my energy over here instead and I'm sure you've had to say no to some things or or not put your energy into certain things that you're a little bit interested in or you're kind of interested in because you know that like if it's not a hell yes it has to be a no because your focus is like you've got your blinders on you know like you're going yeah. up yeah I mean that that kind of goes with kind of with like the pandemic in terms of going almost a year without a check and getting paid and things like that. But also my whole thing was I, I, I didn't, I didn't like that because I felt like I was, I wasn't setting myself up in the future for my kids. And I wasn't doing, I, I felt like that time period I needed to be doing something else to be making money and things like that. But 
again, I also didn't want to take away from my craft and not give myself 100% to what I really want to be doing and what I want to give 100% to. So that was something that I kind of talked to about just with my mom and, and, my, and my dad and, and Lolo, just kind of figuring out, is it really that serious right now? Or do I just need to get my, keep going a hundred percent to my goals and things like that. And um, yeah, the pandemic kind of made me think about different things like that. Do I need to exchange? Do I need to sacrifice or do I need to do something else? So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's that, that's a good word for it though. Exchanges. I have like goosebumps again, thinking about what you just said. Um, this is a testament you guys, everyone listening, (laughs) listen to this part. This is a testament to what I always say about, like, I did a whole episode on this. I think like walking away, like ditching the people in your life that don't see your vision, that aren't down to ride, that don't like understand what you're building. Because in that moment, when you turn to your partner, when you turn to your parents, to your family, and you said, this is where my head's at and I need some support. Imagine if those people weren't in line with your vision, where would you be right now? Right. And it's so easy to get talked out of. It's so much easier to walk away from the big goal and the big vision. Um, Mm -hmm. because you know, physically and mentally and all of that, um, but then you're going to live with regret, right? That you walked away from what your big vision is in a moment of challenge. Um, And that is why it's so important that we surround ourselves with the right people because big part of what you're doing comes from you. And another big part of what you're doing comes from the people that are around you, your teammates, coaches, your girlfriend, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your cousins, like your best friends, like your friend circle, right? Like, I bet you tell me if I'm right or wrong, like your friend circle is super tight, right? Like you have your circle. That's like this small circle. For sure. And it's like, those are the people that support and see your vision. Mm -hmm. What did I hear at church once? Your your crew knows what you've been through. Your team sees your dream. Like your people are down to ride. And if they're not, you don't have to tell them you suck. You're not down to ride. Kicking you to the like. Exactly. You're like, you're like, but you, you distance yourself, you create space and you find that circle and build that, that, um, group of people where, where you can trust them when you come to them and you're like, this time is challenging. And I need some extra support and those hands on my back to feel like keep pushing me towards my big goal and vision, even though this, you know, pandemic obviously was so, so mentally, emotionally, physically, all of it challenging for 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 all of us. And say it takes a village. It takes a village for everybody. It's not just one person doing it on their own. And I think the older you get, the smaller your circle gets, but it's not a bad thing. It just comes down to who you need in your circle and you don't always need a huge circle because that can always take you in in different paths and things like that and my my circle has definitely gotten smaller with age but it's it's all for the right reasons and it's supposed to be this way so yeah i'm i'm totally the same way i can relate to that so i love that you shared that and um I agree with you. It's supposed to be that way. And and it's it's helping you, you know, be amazing and be great and be where you are. And, and you know, one of the one of the things I just want to say to wrap 
you know, wrap it up. And I want you to share any final thoughts on this too, is like, when it comes to being great, when it comes to being high level, um, when it comes to being, you know, really high functioning and, and successful and an athlete, like, and being on this level, it is another level, right? And um, it does come down to working hard, working on your mindset, um, being where your feet are, um, making sacrifices or exchanges, building your personal likes and your self-confidence. Um, you know, taking advice from the right people. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who say they want to be somewhere, like who would dream of being in your shoes, right? Like there are so many dudes that would dream of being in your, in your shoes, London. And like, what would your final thought be to say those people? Because I think a lot of people want it and it comes down to like, are you willing to do all the things, like all the work, all the stuff that we just talked about for this last hour? It, it, it's tough. It is it's very tough. It's not easy. Um, and I think you were even talking about, I think the percentage of people that have played in an NBA game is like 0.1% of at, like basketball players. So the position I'm in, I'm extremely blessed and, and grateful. And, and I look at look at that every night and kind of just regardless of how that day went and, and maybe it was tough, maybe it didn't go my way, but the position that I'm in is just something that I, I can't take for granted because there's a lot of people, like you said, that want to be in the same position. And uh, when you take your foot off the gas, you know, other people are still putting their foot on the gas, trying to take your position as well. And that's the type of uh, the type of job that I'm in. And there's always people that are going to, be trying to take your job and trying to do what they can to feed their family and stuff like that. So you just can't take anything for granted. Uh, I've been blessed with a, a, the great career so far, and I hope that it is uh, a long and healthy and prosperous one. And I just want to just keep working hard and, and, and let the chips fall where they may. And God already has a, a plan written for me. So I just want to keep my head down and work hard and, and see what happens. So. Oh my gosh. So amazing. Gosh, that's amazing. I'm like taking in everything you just said. <laughs> you want to listen to that again. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, London, thank you so much. Um, can you just um, wrap up by sharing your social media handle or anything you want anybody to check out? Um, yeah. Definitely your social media. So that way, you know, people can stay tuned into your journey. We're rooting for you. We're cheering you on. Um, so I want everyone to, you know, follow along too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram um, at London Tyus. T-Y-U-S is my middle name. So um, there you can find me on Twitter and Instagram with both of those. And um, I have a website. I haven't really updated it in a, in a while. Might need to get used to it. Might need to start doing that again. But that is just LondonParentes.com. So um, but yeah, other than that, um, I, am not a big social media per person, but you'll see a couple of retweets and stuff from different games and things like that. Just trying to keep everybody in the loop, especially for my family and stuff back home. So, um, you'll see a little bit here and there, but that's about it. Yeah. You guys can follow his journey too. Um, he may, might not be posting about himself, but other people are definitely, uh, you know, I'm seeing game clips of you and, uh, you know, winning game shots and, and yeah. all that your three pointers and all the goodness. So 
<laughs> we see it. We see it. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. <laughs> so amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on here today. I appreciate you so much. And uh, you guys, thanks for listening into Bryn Moves, the podcast. This was such a, a valuable episode. If you have a friend um, or a family member or, or someone that you know that needs to hear this, please share it with them. Um, and don't forget to you know hit that subscribe button and um, rate the show for us. You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast.